From my heart to yours, I'm Kristen, and this is the Love Lead XL podcast. Subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friends, it is time to create an orbit of badasses around us and take our businesses and our souls to new heights. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a seasoned executive, or a startup founder, assembling a stellar team is the key to growth. Okay, so here's the thing, though. This is not my idea. In one of my last sessions with my business coach, Matt Redicelli, uh, who is the founder of Mentor Pods and also a dear friend of mine. Um, he also, Mentor Pods is where two of my team members are enrolled. He literally used the term orbit of badasses. And I'm like, okay, wait, what did you just say? I have to write this down. We have to talk about this. This has to be another episode of the podcast. So, Matt, thank you so much for joining me again and welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Kristen. <laughs> okay, so I want to start by like rewinding our conversation to that exact conversation. I was just like, wait, what is an orbit of badasses? What so do you think it is? What what when I said that, it was it was like it was like one line, right? It was one line I said out loud. And I think it for me in my brain, it's like the tip of the iceberg, which we're going to talk more about the rest of the iceberg today. But what did it mean to you and how did it connect with you at that moment? Okay, so I can't fully answer that question because here's what I've learned about myself in like the two years of, you know, not only coaching, but therapy and like a book I'm reading is that I'm an internalizer. And so like if I hear something, I have to write it down and then it takes me a minute to kind of dig in. Then I have to Google it and then I got to like collect data and then like I have to process. So after probably... I mean, that one had me. I feel like I was thinking about that for weeks. And so to me, an orbit of badasses are the people that you choose to surround yourself with in life and in business and in every area of that. I like it. I like it. So I think that it can be internalized or um, you know, broken apart, which we're going to talk about in a second. I'm not a scientist, right? But I'm going to use some science words in a second. To me, when I learned of this concept from another coach that I had a long time ago, a mentor of mine, his name is John. He was talking about how a thing isn't inherently good or bad unless you put it good, good or bad unless you put it next to another thing. And then when those things come together, it becomes a thing and it becomes good or bad. So the orbit concept in my head really began when I thought of an individual. Okay, if we're talking about like an atom, if we're going to use some science terms. Then all of a sudden, if we take multiple atoms and, and put it together, we come up with maybe something bigger, like like a molecule. And if we think about some things, they're not necessarily inherently good or bad, but some things really are. Like water, it's good. It like it like feeds our soul. We all need it to survive. But what if we're talking about like something like poisonous? You know, uh, where where we're talking about one thing, if you just have it, it it just doesn't allow you to live anymore. That's how our relationships are. That's what happens when we choose to surround ourselves with certain individuals. We thrive, we grow, we get to a place where it does great things for us. Or if our orbit, the thing that we've created with our choices and our group and our friends and sometimes our family, unfortunately, those things themselves put us in a spot that's not good. So that's what I mean by let's make sure we have an orbit of badasses, that our, our molecules we choose to form are for good. That's that's what the original intention was. 
Okay. So, okay. I'm going to rewind to the first thing I thought of when you said that is like, I feel like it takes a level of at least self-awareness to be like, is this good or is this bad? And maybe not even bad in a sense of like, you know, negative or whatever, but it's not fitting where I need to go next. And like where I'm about to go might be really uncomfortable. And I'm going to have to push, I'm going to have to choose the people around me that's going to push me or that's going to advise me or who have been in that same situation before or similar. For sure. I was just on a call earlier today with a good friend of both of ours, David Osborne. He reminded me of a quote that I haven't heard in a while. He said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I thought it was really relevant right? For our talk today, because that's exactly what we're talking about. The self-awareness that you're hinting at isn't so much about deciding who it is that you're going to rock with. And it's going to be in that good orbit. The self-awareness, the really difficult part is about realizing what you don't want to be near and deciding what orbits aren't good, what, what groups and clusters are toxic for you. That's the the hardest part about being self-aware. That's the rough part, but the most productive. Okay. So let's talk about what it takes to build this orbit. So, you know, we're kind of talking in broad terms a little bit right now. So let's dig into how this specifically applies to let's say business and let's say hiring, whether that's your hiring team members or you've got to hire consultants or VAs or whatever. How do you start to think about this orbit that you're building? And I have some ideas, but I just want to get your input first. My input that it's a lot simpler than it might sound, uh, because when we uh, go to conferences or we're exposed to educational things about mission, vision, and core values, sometimes those things are very difficult for a small business owner. They 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 are very fleeting because we don't understand until one day when it hits us in the face. Like one day we get smacked aside the head and we're like, okay, now I get it. When it comes to our, let's say our, our hiring practices or the people that we're working with when it comes to vendors or frienders or whatever it is, it comes down to how do I do business? And is it the way that I view the way that you do business? And that's how we hire. I, I say, I am punctual. I am uh, very direct. I am, um, I take time to coach. I take time to mentor. I don't, you know, I don't have a short fuse. Like wh- whatever those things might be, those things, those things coalesce into eventually core values. Like we are fearless, we are uh, resilient, we are blank, whatever it is. We use those to hire people. So if we're doing it properly, if I could predict the future, if I hire using my core values and my mission and vision because it's, it came from my heart in the first place, it's, it's very likely that I could predict the future that my orbit, once I build that, is going to be a good one. Now, if we settle, because we weren't self-aware to realize that we were choosing the person that let's talk business for a second, doesn't show up on time, isn't always as great with our clients as we are, or as as we set the bar, Uh, let's say uh, settles a little bit, is a little bit lazy occasionally, doesn't go the extra mile for our our customers or for themselves. We're going to look up one day and realize that we don't have the orbit of badasses that we envisioned, that we wanted. And it's sometimes hard to come back from that place. You know, what's really funny. So I remember sitting down with my team, I, I I don't know what year it was. And I'm like, all right, we need core values. I, I just, it was a thing. I don't know where I heard it. Maybe it was from, actually, no, it was from Tom, who at the time had worked at The Knot. And he did a seminar on branding. And he was like, your company needs core values. I'm like, okay, if I need that, then I'll create that. And I remember brainstorming. We rented a little room at Panera. 
And we're like, okay, who are we? It's literally the question that we asked. And so um, it was really difficult. I think we took about a year to even write those things down. Um, But if there's any advice that I can give anyone who might be currently in that process is what worked for us was identifying, okay, who on the team does blank really well and is the example of blank? Like, that's how we started to answer that question. Um, And like, even for me, like I I look at my team and I'm like, wow, like, I wish I was a little bit more like, you know, Jenny in this area or like, Mm -hmm. dang, like Casey really exudes blank. Like, I really need to work on myself here. Um, So that's just a little two cents of how we kind of arrived at ours. Yeah, we were just yesterday in a mentor pods lesson with one of our pods working on hiring and retention strategies, something that most companies right now are struggling with. And one of the exercises that we use to build core values and is also completely parallel to hiring and retention is to make a list. And everybody who's listening today can do this. Make a list of your top five most amazing team members. And if you don't have a team yet, think of other people's teams. I just want you to write down the very best five people. If you were to build your your all-star team, who would those people be? And after you make that list, I want you to use three adjectives to describe them, not their skills. I don't want it to say that they're good at sales or they're good at whatever. I want them to be adjectives that describe that they are honest and they are hardworking and they're tenacious or like whatever the words are that are coming out of your brain when you write that down. And then I want you to write down, where did you find them? Where did you meet them? Where are they at? Then if you can take those three things, you actually have a roadmap And by the way, you just built your own core values out because all the words you just put down, there are a great word bank to build out your core values version one until you choose to redo it in a couple of years. But that's it. That's the whole ballgame. You know, I feel like outside of a team and and I do want to talk about hiring and retention here in just a minute, but you just kind of triggered my brain to ask another question before there was even a team. There was a point where I was like, okay, there are some things that I am seriously struggling with. And so one of the decisions that I made was like, okay, what are the things that Kristen is like not great at because I need to hire somebody with the most amazing brain to do those things. And I also feel like that that's a whole nother orbit of badasses. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Well, the ability to understand what you are and are not good at and understand how to hire or who to include is important because some people are actually polar opposites. If you, you know, you ever played with magnets in your hands and you realize that if you put the two ends together, they actually repel each other. Yes. Well, that's what it's like in the workplace when you have two of the same types of personalities that don't really understand how to work together. I just, I can see your face. It's, it's clicking. It's a thing. And we have to know how to do that. Some people use things like disc profiles and personality profiles and other things. Other, others of us learn the hard way and we've all broken people along the way or broken ourselves along the way. But I want to throw another curveball at you about that, this concept. Okay. What happens when somebody, we talk about the orbit concept, let's use another science space thing. Uh, how do I identify the people or the things in our lives that are um, so massive in what they do that they have gravity? They're drawing people in. And then let's look at it the other way. Some bit, most of it should be positive. Now let's think about what happens when we have the ultimate suck. And are there people in our orbits, in our circles that are black holes? I'm, li- I'm supposed to be hosting this podcast and I am literally speechless. Okay, rewind. What did you say? What happened? On a positive, I'll, I'll recap that. In a positive way, there are people that we come across. And sometimes it's us. In yes. certain parts of life, I, I tell a certain portion of a story about my journey where I felt like 
the gravity of what was happening with, with life was drawing the right people to me at the right times. That's what I'm referring to as I had the mass at that time and the feeling and the culture and whatever there was, there was gravity, right? So now my orbit was this thing. And I happened to be at that time in the center of it. The other analogy I was using is that whether we're at the center or we're just part of the thing, every once in a while, we look over our shoulder and realize that a thing in our life or a person in our life or a group of people in our life are a black hole that we're having a very hard time escaping, which by the way, isn't possible. But a black hole is a thing that we can see. We know it's out there, but if we get too close to it, it's kind of like Icarus in the sun. If we get too close to it, we disappear. Okay, how do black holes work? They, do they come out of nowhere? Like what? You want me to physically explain the science of how a black hole bends and folds light into oblivion? Or you just want me to use it in terms of business? I don't know, but we're already here. Like we're talking about orbits. And then like, if someone's got a good orbit going and like you're on a roll and like business is growing and like, you know, you're like, uh, let's, you're at, let's just dumb it down. Somebody in your life is toxic. Somebody in my life is toxic. Okay. If we're going to nickname that person a black hole just for a moment, we just have to realize that anywhere, anytime we come near them, like I'm good. I'm standing here. I'm, I'm in, I'm in my house. I'm, I'm in my life. I'm doing my thing. If all of a sudden I end up getting near that person and my personality changes, my mood changes or whatever. I'm being sucked in to whatever that black hole is. There are things that either give you energy or take your energy away. If there are things that are taking your energy away in a negative way and you can identify that because you're that self-aware, that person is an energy vampire or a black hole, whatever it is. So that's, I'm just talking that the simplicity of the concept is you probably can look at your mood and whatever and be like, Black hole, black hole, black hole, black hole for the things that happened in our life. And thankfully, the best times of our lives are when we have very few of those. That's some good stuff right there, Matt. Why, thank you. Okay, so let's go back into business. Okay. Let's let's talk about yeah. hiring and retention because I feel like this is um, a topic and a phrase that almost gets baked into probably every business conversation I'm having right now, whether it's um, hiring with regards to training, choosing the right people, everyone's struggling. And then once they get here, like, where do we even begin to open this up to solve this as business owners? Well, that is such a big question. Uh, let's break it up into smaller pieces to make it more manageable. Okay. Yep. Pre-pandemic, being a small business owner, although it was still very difficult and very hard, was easier than it is today. Okay. Mm -hmm. So post-pandemic, the marketplace, the supply and demand of the matter has changed so much that it's actually been very difficult on us as solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and even team members, because the, 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 the pack of what's available out there has thinned so much. And that means that based on supply and demand, like basic economics, everybody's getting paid more to do less. OK, mm -hmm. because people are have a different relative worth. It doesn't mean that they're not worth that. It just means that the relative worth has changed. So the first thing to understand is that if we're trying to apply the rules of yesterday to the game of today, you you lose instantly. Mm -hmm. There are some things in business and in life that are timeless. Right. There, there are some things hiring and retention pre pandemic and post pandemic is not one of them especially if you were just still now in this small business growth phase. If you're an enterprise class company, maybe it's a little similar, but it's very different for you as a small business owner. So 
How do we unlock the keys to success? We do it through consistency. We do it by having a concept where we have an engine that's running in our business that's always turned on. Small business owners are used to saying, oh, you know what, we need to go hire for that thing or let's talk about event industry. Busy season's coming, we should probably hire up for whatever it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. Those days are gone. We need to be in a situation where the engine is constantly running and be what we call always hiring. So think of it like a skillet that's on the counter and, and you're making something. I don't want you to turn it off when you walk away. I want you to turn it down, right? Not on or off. Just think about turning it down. And once you get this engine running, you never turn it off because we get so trapped in the concept of knowing that we have people on our teams that we're settling to keep because we don't have any other options or it's busy season. So, Hey, I'll just wait three more weeks. It'll be fine. Like we've all been there in events, but what if you had this engine that was giving you great candidates at all times throughout the entire year so that you knew that when you needed to make that hire, they were already sitting in the wings waiting for you to say yes. It's a completely different mindset shift. Today's episode is supported by Mentor Pods. Mentor Pods is an innovative group coaching program that gives you access to expert coaches and teaches valuable lessons every single week, all for an investment that won't break the bank. I believe in Mentor Pods or I wouldn't even be telling you about it. In fact, not one, but two of my team members have been enrolled in the program for almost a year. Do you want to be part of a group of like-minded business owners and rising stars? who are dedicated to leveling up their sales, marketing, financials, leadership, management, HR, and operations, in addition to committed to learning other valuable business lessons, stop what you're doing right now. Visit mentorpods.com slash loveleadxl or click the link in the show notes to get more information and to get started. Once again, mentorpods.com slash loveleadxl. Don't you also think though that they're is a shift in like, okay, yes, you've got the engine always running, but then once you, mm, okay, let me ask this question. Once you get to the point where you're like, okay, I think I want to like take the next step with this individual. I also feel like onboarding has shifted in the sense of like, you know, well, specifically our company hasn't hired in we've hired, but we haven't done the hiring that we've done like we have now in three years. Mm -hmm. And so there definitely needed to be not only job description changes, but also, you know, we had to really kind of look at our payroll and be like, okay, how are we revamping some of these things? Mm -hmm. And how are we, you know, we can't, we can't reinvent the entire train when it's still going hundred miles an hour. So like taking bits and pieces of that and making small changes with every single step, what else have you seen as far as, okay, we hear you, we've turned the skillet down, we're doing the thing, but there also has to be changes along the way. Well, those two things are actually complete polar opposites. Like you described the difference between walking into a bedroom and being like, hey, I wanna freshen up my bedroom. I'm gonna go get a new bedspread. And all of a sudden for months or a year, you're like, I love my room again because I have this new thing. And next year you put some new uh, fresh paint on the walls and you're like, I love my room again. And then you got the, the new dresser. That's what's supposed to be happening when the engine is running at all times because we're making incremental change in the process. What you described, mm -hmm. and if we rewind the podcast, you'll see my face go, I haven't done this for a couple of years. And I thought to myself, and you probably suck at it right now. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. And I, a little bit, a little right? bit. I can because, admit when I suck. Well, we, any business, I don't care if it's yours or anybody else's. If you haven't done a thing for three years and it's now in you know this year, you're not going to be as great as you were. So you're trying at the very same time to do the thing you haven't done in three years. You're recreating every part of it. That's part of the reason to keep the engine running at all times, because we know it's still on. Okay. That's good stuff. Oh, well, let's talk about retention then. Okay. Because, I mean, there's pieces of that, that I feel like some people are great at. And then I feel like there it's like, what else don't I know? So, so what does one need to know when it comes to retention? Well, the bridge between hiring and retention is that uh, you, you, you said earlier, and we didn't really touch on it after I made that last point that uh, onboarding is different. I think that there's a step inserted into the difference between the hiring phase and then being hired and then onboarding that has to do with probation as a tool that I didn't you really talk much about years ago, mm-hmm. but we used to hear that phrase, hire slow, fire fast. And now it's hire fast, fire faster. If we hire fast and we have those people on our team, it means that we're actually giving them an extended probation or whatever that looks like. And then I want that I want to know that the moment that something happens that's outside of the scope of what I need or want in my company, core values or anything else, eject, get them out of there. But it's not like what we would have thought of before where we want to hire them slow, take our time, whatever. No, you don't have time anymore. If somebody good lands on your doorstep, hire them, get them in. Get them exposed to your culture, how you feel, think, work, all those types of things. So on the retention side, it's a little bit different because the first thing I need to say is actually about money. And I know that's horrible, but if we're not paying people fairly for the job that they're currently doing compared to and in contrast to what we can see on Indeed or other services, I don't care how great a culture you have. I don't care how great of exposure you have. You're on borrowed time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we hire somebody with the expectation that they're already um, not going to be with us for life, which I would say for anybody who's just starting a business or you've already been there and you already know this, is that this is like a good friend of ours, um, um, uh, Michael Siegel said, this is like a tour of duty. Changing your mindset to understand that when somebody joins you, it's just a stop. It's a, it's a train stop in, in their life is really powerful because now we, we aren't as territorial uh, or being protective about other things happening in their life. So if I get a couple of really great years out of somebody who wants to work with me and my organization, let's go, mm-hmm. right? Let's do it. But we have to pay them fairly first. So the first conversation I have with all of my clients is when we're having an issue with an employee, the first thing I say is, are they making the right amount of money that they need to? Because all the problem solving we're about to do doesn't mean a thing if they're not being compensated fairly, if they can't eat, feed their family, make the car payment, whatever it is, right? After that, once we've established that they're they're being paid fairly, we need to make sure that communication is key, that they understand what it is they're supposed to be doing in their organization. Because if they don't have reasonable expectations, if no one in a company can tell you, I do this, this, and this, three things, everybody only needs three things. And they should be able to say it to you instantly. Because when the going gets tough, I need them to know how to prioritize their time. Uh, It's very common for people in our industry, Kristen, to be like the salesperson and also run ops and go do the thing. You know, whether we're in catering or whether in venues or we're DJing, whatever, we're all, we're all doing the thing. But when you get super busy, what happens if you're an entertainer or you're in rentals or whatever? If you're super busy, do you have time to answer the phone and sell more jobs? No. Do you have time to hit? No, you don't. No. So imagine this person we brought on board, they were the golden goose, rock star, whatever. Now they're overburdened. There's too much going on and they don't know which they're supposed to do first. 
because you were like, hey, you're a salesperson, but you're also a DJ or you're also, you know, whatever. They have to be able to say what their one, their two, and their three is because without it, they explode or they turn inward and they recoil and none of the things they do are amazing anymore. Unfortunately. All right, I've been talking for a while. What do you think? Um, I actually 100% agree with that. And I think that, you know, there's definitely times in our small but mighty business where I'm like, okay, I'm experiencing this not only in myself and my positions, but I also see it with my team. And I have to look and I have to say, okay, where am I going to get supplemental help? One or two, is this a long-term thing? Like, is this a long-term thing or is this a, we got 60 days and we need to grind. So like, where, where do we pull maybe temporary resources from, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, if that's a thing, I could be totally wrong, but that's kind of my, that's kind of my mindset with it. Well, I agree with that. I like the concept of uh, temporary short-term seasonal help and whatever. I want to refer back to item A, which is if the engine is running at all times, we actually have a really great pool to choose from. Um, I think I've shown you this thing, but I want to tell our listeners today about this little card. So if we make mm-hmm. a card and it's, it says our DJ rocks on it and it says get paid to party, you know, uh, you look like a rock star. And on the back, it says uh, we have DJs and we have photo booth operators and we have technicians and delivery drivers and all these things. The moment that we're at a restaurant, right, or you're at the drive-thru getting your mocha latte or whatever, and you see somebody amazing, I want you to pull that card that you had professionally printed that's got all your branding and stuff on it. I want you to hand it through the window and say, I know you probably love your job right now and I'm not trying to steal you, but if you're looking for extra part-time work ever, you are awesome. And I want you to go to this URL and fill it out and tell them Kristen sent you. And, And there you go. And bit by bit, because we are so social and we're out and we're doing a thing, we've got the servers and we've got the teachers and we've got the whoever, the crosswalk guy we saw that was dancing around. Like anybody in life, when we get exposed to people that fit what we're looking for, we pull the card out of our pocket and we basically are feeding our engine. We're giving them a way to get into our funnel of people we want to hire because I want you to have a pool of people already with their hand raised in the air saying, pick me rather than you every single time you need them going to the same group you always do, which is your core friends, your core family. You post it on Instagram, you post it on your Facebook, whatever. You're like, hey, we need a couple rock stars to do whatever. Okay, there's a better way. That tank runs dry. Yeah. After a while. It does. It does. And if we go to that well one too many times, it runs dry and people start becoming very resistant of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. We all know a couple of those companies that are magically hiring at certain times of the year, every year and whatever. And you can tell that they just don't have a system for it. Let's not be that company. Let's be better. Let's not. I'm going to write that down on a sticky note, put it on my desk. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of tanks, I want to talk about like orbits outside just our business. So I also feel like this applies to community, maybe the associations that you're a part of. I think that this applies to, um, you can have multiple friend groups. So I think multiple friend groups, whether that's personal and professional. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think, you know, the people that you choose to get your advice from, Mm -hmm. like a mentor pods. And I'm going to shamelessly plug you because it it's been i think actually 10 years today was the last time that i found a what i want to call it and you know switch my words around if you'd like but a group of individuals 
that you could share experiences with that helped each other, but there was also educational elements to it. And 10 years ago for myself and my team that I was growing at that time, it was Sandler sales training. Mm -hmm. And so finally, it was like, you know, when you were coming out with this idea of mentor pods, I'm like 100% like, yes. And I think to kind of kick this conversation off for me and my business, having my, a few of my core team members understand why I do certain things has made me as a business owner feel so much more understood and most importantly supported because they don't think I'm an absolute lunatic. Well, they do think you're an absolute lunatic, uh, <laughs> but, but no. Is that what they're saying in the survey results, Matt? Uh, I can neither confirm or deny that on this call right now. Wow, um, okay. Listen, Mentor Pods is filling a, a, a space for business owners and teams that I, I honestly believe nothing is there right now. Like this, this is a brand new radical thing. We're taking the idea of one-on-one -on -one coaching. We've all heard of mastermind groups and uh, places where we can go and have mentorship and talk about our feelings, business therapy, whatever you want to think. And then there's this whole other thing over here, which is education. Uh, whether you're talking LinkedIn learning, Coursera, me going to take a class with a local CPA, MentorPods takes those two things and joins it together. So what's been great about watching what's happening with you and your team is MentorPods was not just created for the owner. It's for the owner and the team that's happening because if we're not all speaking the same language, then the conversations are much, much harder to understand mm -hmm. and we can't get as far. So when we take those opportunities to learn together and realize, oh, and by the way, they also are really appreciative of knowing that the company they work for is investing in them because it's not just about what they're putting on the bottom line. Like they're learning skills they can use for the rest of their life. They just happen to be skills that, oh, and by the way, make your life as an owner easier and make you more money. So bingo, um, you know, that's, that's what we do inside the program. Um, super thankful, by the way, you know, you're one of many of our, our clients that have enrolled people in the program and they're not the owner. That's what it's built for. It's built for entire teams. You know, I think when it was strategy and budget season last year, one of the things that I really needed to consider, and this is great timing for this conversation, because once I get done with my meetings for the next five hours, maybe I'll just go right into that zone. But one of the things that I really had to think about was, okay, where is the team going next year? And how am I going, how am I going to help them get there? Mm -hmm. How am I going to make sure that I am choosing and helping them choose and realize their orbits to help them grow? So specifically speaking, like, does it make sense to go to this conference for this individual? Right. Or like, you know, if, if Casey came to me and said, okay, I want to do this thing. This is where I want to grow. It was me kind of sitting down and being like, okay, I, I hear that. And I see that. But like, if I place you there, it's, it can get you there, but like, maybe this could push you a little bit further. Right. And so, um, not only putting your time and your energy, but your, your financial, whatever you want to call that behind your decisions to push you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, without going too into detail and if you want to, you can, but like, I knew that there was going to be aha moments. I was hoping there was going to be aha moments. Some of, some of the aha moments came 
you know, within a few months and some of them took a little bit longer. And so for me as the business owner, seeing my team building their little orbits has been so rewarding, I guess I should say. Feel free free to touch on that. However, this this thing that I've got in my head that, that is still continuing to evolve is this thing I've nicknamed the continuous learning model versus what I think, I don't have a real name for it, but how we normally learn or when, when we're already in our, in our professional life and we're, we're, we're all grown up, uh, we go to a convention, we're juiced, we come home and then we implement one thing if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we're two or three weeks later, there's not much going on. The concept here, what I think I've watched come to life with your team members specifically, as well as, you know, the other people in the program is that we're giving them um, access to opportunity and access to knowledge, access to community that gives them a foundation for this continuous growth for them. So learning and the concept of being vulnerable enough to talk about uh, not just problems, but also opportunities and things, it builds on itself every single week and it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a habit. It becomes a thing that now people look forward to because they understand the equity they gain by participating and it just grows and grows and grows. So instead of a couple bumps along the road, when we go to conventions and then we do little to nothing afterwards, we're talking about with what it is that we've designed incremental growth over the entire year, which I hope, I hope leads to a lifetime of learning, mm-hmm. you know, from a, a, a perspective of never stop, never stop learning, never stop growing. And we've heard, listen, our, our mentors and friends have all said, make time to work on your business versus in your business. Mentor pods gives even your peeps the ability that are, that are in your company time weekly to work on your business or you mm-hmm. like 90 minutes a week. Almost none of us work actually on our business for 90 minutes a week. Yeah, we do. Like we have to, we, we have to. Man, today has been so good. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope that this conversation kind of opens areas of people's brains up to be like, okay, here are the areas that I can kind of open my orbit to expand my life um, personally and professionally. So Matt, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. I appreciate it. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Love Lead XL podcast. For more inspiration, hit subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts and follow me, Kristen, on Instagram at meetkristen. Until next time, I empower you to continue to love what you do, lead by example, and excel at it all. You know all those things you've always wanted to go do? You should go do them.